0: Everyone, good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Walker AC experience for the month of April. I am Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you're still my friends. I am Adrian. Now, I know what you're thinking. Another episode of the experience wasn't this going to be kind of a sporadic thing? The experience will pop in here and there, we're at least expected. You know, now you're like a fungus, you're not going to go away, you're going to keep on doing this stuff repeatedly, stealing guests and all that fun stuff. To those people who think that, shut up. And also to those people <laughs> who appreciate the experience making more and more of a return here and there, I do thank you for taking the time to listen, enjoy it, download it, subscribe. Now I'm looking at Podbean um, Walker AC76.podbean.com. I'm looking at my subscribers are a little bit low. So if you guys can help me out, subscribe on Podbean, give us a thumbs up, like what we do. Get those algorithms up, so if you're looking for a decent podcast to listen to in this wild, crazy world of millions and millions of podcasts, give our little bitty show, The Walker AC Experience, a chance. Just do a search for The Walker AC Experience on any of 22 free different platforms that are out there, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasting, iHeartRadio, everything in between. Now, enough about me babbling on here. I think it's time, because once again, people, you see it in the description, so you know it's coming. It's like a roofie on prom night. Just let it happen. Oh, my geez. my guess, you hear me in the background, trying not to break character here, and uh, I owe him an apology before I introduce him, because the last show we did, I kept on saying just a few times, thank heavens, I would said cigarettes and beer. I'm an idiot. I own <laughs> up to it. <laughs> the actual <laughs> show is cereal and beer on Spotify and a couple of the free apps out there. One of the hosts of cereal and beer, Kevin, you welcome back, Kevin. Again, this must be some normal thing we're gonna do here. So, welcome back to the show.
1: Yeah, man, it's like we're we're keeping it regular, like regular, like fiber.
0: Yes, in our age. We're gonna be having more fiber. Uh, <laughs> how how is life treating you on in your neck of the woods?
1: Uh, it reminds me of that Ducktales theme song that life is like a hurricane. So, but you know, you just have to keep trying and keep persevering, and try to make the best decisions for yourself at any given moment. doing the best you can with what you got.
0: Yes, indeed. It's interesting that us at our age, not that we're these old relics or anything, um, at our age, everything becomes a little more clear, a little more, a little more easy to manage as far as crises, drama, stuff like that goes. Um, I've never fell into the pit of as you get older, you get wiser, because I kept telling myself, I'm not old, I'm not old. But after <laughs> celebrating my uh, <coughs> 47th birthday, I'm like, I'm old now with age comes wisdom and stuff like that. You know, I scratch myself at in inappropriate places at the wrong time. And uh, yes, I make weird noises, you know, when I chew my food. So yes, I am that old guy now and I am, I will be screaming at clouds. So the reason why I say that to say this is when hit with it, with, when hit with adversity, we deal with it in different ways. And that's one of the topics we'll be talking about in this particular show, because once again, the experience is about, you know, uplifting positivity as we go along. Um, And of course, life isn't fair, we will be throwing curveballs and whatnot, just all depends on how we handle it. Now for you, Kevin, um, when adversity strikes you, um, what are some of the ways that you choose to deal with it?
1: Well, um, the way I deal with it, It has to do with a philosophy and a practice that I started investing into, especially during the lockdown, which is about um, Tantra. And for those that don't know, Tantra is about experiencing life fully through your body. And, you know, some people think it's just sexual, but it's not just. It could be, but, you know, it's up to you. And just a lot of it is kind of mental. And a lot of it is like allowing it, allowing yourself to feel what you feel, and thereby taking the power back. It's kind of like like remind yourself that emotions, as strong as they may be, don't have to dictate what you do. And it's a quite an awful practice, but it takes a lot of work. It's easy to scream at people that cut you off in traffic because everybody sucks out driving except for you. But, it's, um, uh, it is, I think it's well worth the time to, even, like, in your, like, you know, I've been, I've been going through grief, and just letting myself go through it, and identifying that, okay, I'm super angry, so because the anger part, I'm not gonna yell, I'm not gonna, you know, break stuff, because in the end, that doesn't fix anything, and it's about trying to be mindful in your life and knowing that um, it's part of the human experience and it's okay, accepting things. You know, a a lot of people just say, "Yeah, you're okay, you're all right. And I don't think that really helps because I tell myself, I'm not okay, but that's okay. And so it somehow, it helps me feel better.
0: Now, when did you discover Tantric and what is it similar to yoga? Um, how does tantric work? How does how does it benefit you know the normal you know everyday Joe? Can anyone do it? Do they need to go through certain courses? You know, just explain the basics of that because I do yoga, so I'm curious about how you know how tantric works. Because when I hear about it, um, you know, in comedy movies and whatnot, of course, like you said, it's all about the bow chicka bow wow. But I know there's other ways. To kind of center your mind and whatnot.
1: Of course, there are different kinds of mantra. It's a very old practice, and is deeply connected to yoga. Um, yeah, I also do yoga. A form of yoga I used to do was called Kundalini yoga, which is a lot more about the meditative side and breath control, and and some exercises as well. It's very challenging, but it is about kind of like it is a a total mental workout, um, you can study it, there are people that study it in their temples that are into it, there are different kinds of like red, red yoga is a little bit more like, essentially, um, um, centered, whereas white yoga, I mean, white uh, tantra is a little bit more just this kind of mental side, or emotional side, and um, there are texts out there, and um, I mean, if you're, for those that are a little curious about the sexual side, you may want to check out um, this book I, I read called Urban Tantra, I really enjoyed that. Um, and there are other books about it as well, but it's, you know, it's not an organized religion, it's just a set of principles and philosophies that you can choose to, to adapt. I mean, there's some really powerful ideas, that I think, exist, such as, like, in this kind of thinking, there's no good or bad it's just it's just what it is and so you know like a, a rainy day is just a rainy day it's not a good day or, it's a, or a bad day it's just what it is and kind of do be to accept that and not pass judgment I think is really nice kind of people you know if you can just accept them for who they are uh, uh, at the very least it's better for you
0: Right. And I agree with you on that one as well. Uh, I think it all goes back to, once again, you know, as we get older, we get wiser and accepting things for what they are um, and realizing to have moments of, like you said, you know, of anger or sorrow. We just live in those moments. We have to have a moment. A moment is temporary. So we have that temporary moment, acknowledge what it is, and we move on. This is how we heal faster. And that makes us you know carry less baggage drag it with us take it on to other things other aspects of our lives whether it be relationships or new friendships or just even at work so as you describe tantric i think that i think that's something that you know i mean there really most people can do just try to relax and relax their mind and body of what they go through
1: absolutely um it kind of um i, I think I, I don't know if i talked about um, this Netflix series that came out that I really enjoyed called Beef, um, not just because of the, you know Asian American cast, but it was about two people who just were represent two different sides of society, the have and the have not, and what they had in common was like mental illness and rage, a rage that was so all consuming that they did they would spite each other at any cost as things get higher and how the rage control their lives and just turn it into just heartbreak and decimation for, for all people.
0: Now, you did mention that before, and I looked at it a little bit. I really didn't get into it just yet because, you know, life gets in the way. It brings yeah. up a, another question. You know, this kind of just toggle things back and forth a little bit. Um, I was really heavy on holding grudges and being bitter and stuff of that nature, until it took uh, um, an event in my life a couple of years ago to just to kind of realize that it really doesn't do anything. And even at my lowest point, I remember something from the movie The Princess Bride. Have you seen that movie?
1: Um, I know of it.
0: <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a line in the movie towards the end where um, uh, the guy, Indigo Montoya, he's, oh, okay. he's talking to somebody, C- Carrie Always, and he's like, I've been in a, revenge, in a revenge business for so long. And I finally got my revenge. And now I have no idea what to do. And that just rang out in my brain for many, many years because I was so angry and so bitter towards certain people that I felt have done me wrong. And once I heard that, I'm like, wow. You know, you finally got your unquote revenge. Now what? You know, and I think a lot of people hold on to that instead of practicing forgiveness. Because remember, it's easy not to like somebody, it's easy to hate somebody, it's easy to spread around negative things about a person, place, or thing, rather than accepting it for what it is, like you said, and just having a moment and moving it on. Um, You know, how do you think that we as a society should let go of stuff?
1: I think it has to be a fundamental change in the philosophy of America. And just how punitive we are, how fear-driven we are, and how aggressive we are. It it's it's permeates who we are. And like to think about like even like when we ritualize violence through through sports, like it still needs to be. It's good to have it as a um as an outlet, but you know it has to be formalized. It's like, you know, good sportsmanship needs to be first and foremost. And um, we're just like, how we celebrate violence. You think about how, how many movies are about, like, you know, just killing killing your enemy or spying something and getting your way. And as we're talking about, revenge is empty. Revenge just leads, leads to nothing. And we need to keep that message. If we if, Like, you know, obviously in our country, gun violence is out of control. Children are not safe, nobody's safe from violence. And we're just unable to do anything about it, which is horrific. But I think if we look deep down inside, the, the, the right answer is usually the most difficult answer. And that has us t- take a hard look at ourselves and think, okay, how are, how are all of our actions, big and small, adding to the fire that is consuming our country? And so, rather, pray, pray guns away, or arm ourselves with teeth, or banning guns. We need to look ourselves and think: How are we contributing an environment where people aren't safe to just live their lives?
0: I mean, and do you think it's along with that? I mean, the uh, certain emotions, certain people lack critical thinking to have that uh, look in the mirror and to see, you know, and to really say, okay, it's not worth it or let it go. Or what am I to gain, you know, being upset at this person or wanting revenge or to wanting to see another human being suffer because I felt wrong. You know, why can't I look in the mirror and have that difficult conversation with myself and just let it go? I mean, Yes, we can say, yes, it's really popular in movies and television and whatnot to be the cool guy or the cool female to get that revenge and to get that, you know, get that sense of relief after not, you know, not physically killing somebody, you know, but but getting that sweet revenge and stuff like that. And once again, this is not really something new. It's been going on for years and years and years. I think it's ingrained in us instead of, you know, turning the other cheek. Or Mm -hmm. just shrugging your shoulders and, you know, focusing on yourself. We, as a society, we want to get that revenge, but they don't show us at the end of the movie. Once you get that revenge, Mm -hmm. you know, where does John Wick walk off to? You know, where does, you know, the female hero walk off to? What's next for them? Do they go on the beach sipping a Corona, living a great life? Or do they still hold on to that grudge and that bitterness and that anger?
1: I mean, that's why I like um, what's nicknamed the Revenge Trilogy of Park Chan-wook's um, movies. Each is a story about revenge, and with, with each one, the uh, characters are empty at the end. They, they, you see them with just like, they were no better off or worse off than they were in the beginning. We're going on this, you know, journey of vengeance. I mean the movies are old boy, sympathy for mis- Mr. Vengeance, sympathy for Lady Vengeance, all amazing films that really hit that point hard. Or even another movie called um, I Saw the Devil, that one was amazing. And again, it just shows the, you know, what you don't, what happens when you just can't let go.
0: So my my question to you is, I mean, you know, as we put a cap on this particular topic. Because I I want want to ask something fun uh, from you. Mm -hmm. When it comes to revenge, it's more easy to do at a younger age. You know, your teens, Mm -hmm. your 20s, even in your 30s. But once Mm -hmm. you get into your 40s, your 50s and so on in your golden years, why do you think we let go of that more and more as we get older?
1: I think it's because of perspective. The, The analogy that I can think about between Um, forgiveness and revenge is like eating candy or or vegetables you know one feels good one tastes good one's like immediately immediately quick and you get high off of it in a way but the other one takes more control to have in your life and you reap the better benefits and as you gain as you gain an age You think back and like, if I invest in this, I'm better off for my health. And my health is important to me. So therefore, I'm going to continue these healthy habits.
0: Interesting. And actually, it actually works wonders. So, you know, because once again, it all goes back to just getting older and looking for for different outlets. Because I guarantee you, at my age right now, the last thing I'm going to do is pull a John Wick and go and take care of people who wronged me. Because number one, I don't have the energy, nor the time, you know, nor the financial resources to travel that much. Call me lazy, but no, I'm fine. I'd rather just, you know, mutter to myself and say bad words and shake my fist angrily at them and life goes mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
1: right.
0: Yeah. You're like, damn skippy. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: so to, to, to finalize on this, how would you, Kevin, you, how would you forgive someone that you felt that has done damage to you as a person, you know, your heart, your soul, your mind, how do you find yourself, you know, um, giving forgiveness?
1: I think it'll, first of all, it'll take time to allow the, the sharpness of the pain to dull. And then I think it takes some exercises. For example, realizing that this is some, some, a person, this is somebody's friend or parent or child and They had the human experience that we all had, and that also, like, what what we would think about this person's past. When we think, and it was interesting because, like, um, when I watch things like I Am a Killer, you learn about their story and how, like, these monsters were created, so those monsters making other monsters, and to realize, like, maybe this person was also both a victim and a perpetrator at the same time because that's something that can definitely exist in the world and then like, like we we've, like i try tried to tell in the past, like sometimes it's not forgiving for their, for their sake but forgiving for your sake because like you know holding on to that grudge and those feelings will just eat you up you know and like some people don't even realize they're suffering or they don't know why they're so mad and they're suffering because
0: they can't let go. Yes, and I, I definitely understand that. And, and forgive me, uh, my radio listeners out there, my podcast listeners, because you'll be screaming at your, uh, your, 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 your social, your, your media device right now as I say this. I forgot this, who said this. But basically, you know, when you fight with monsters, you become a monster yourself after a while. Mm-hmm. And once yeah. again, that's something that held on to me too because now I've had a little bit of interaction with someone, you know, that has really had a negative effect on my life. And I had a conversation with that person and, you know, all the anger and all the bitterness was let go in one fell swoop. And it was a great relief off my shoulders because for a split second, I forgot who I was. I forgot what I've had. I forgot what I worked hard for. And after that, I had to once again, sit back And take in what I have right now versus what I didn't, you know, remembering why was I upset? Why did I waste all this energy on this one particular thing? And so the forgiveness kinda washed over me. And that's something that I want to really make mention of, because forgiveness is a tremendous thing, only if you allow yourself to do it.
1: And oh and to be very pedantic, that was Frederick Nietzsche.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Because I know you people are screaming at my podcast, going, "You moron! You think you're smart?" But
1: <laughs> I think the other the other half of that is easier to recite. That when you look into the abyss, the abyss, are, when you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares to you. I also like to think that has to do with the, the wrestler. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Oh come on, Kevin! Nobody's gonna get that reference.
1: <laughs> you never know. You never know. That's, hey, that's what Google's for. <laughs> Studly petty bets.
0: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> but so now <laughs> we're gonna switch topics a little bit because I don't want the show to be all about just that particular thing. Um, I want to talk about your podcast that we touched upon briefly. I mean, you've you told our listeners. Yeah. You know, how uh, Cereal and Beer got started, the basis of it, and just pretty much a hodgepodge of just current events you guys talk about. Um, Of course, once again, there's a link in the description. I want everyone to go check it out. Um, I asked you how did you come up with it, uh, your subject matter, because you guys are just two friends that just get together once a month and just have a conversation. Um, I mean, is there any... Will you guys be doing any more shows like that, or just stick to the formula? Stick to the formula that worked for you. Well, we've slightly modified it uh,
1: as time went on. In the very beginning, it was just a free uh, chat podcast, and then we decided to have more topics, and that gave us more structure. But then, like, for example, <laughs> Jeff was said, "Oh, it's, it feels like i have given you a book report." <laughs> 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 Which was you know, I'm like okay, and so we change it up a little bit more. And so now it's a little less structured, but just like just maybe we have just ideas in our heads, like we want to talk to each other about. We'd like to give each other like questions, like oh, you know, Coke or Pepsi, or or you know, or just try to um, get each other's perspectives on some things. Like um, uh, once he was talking about um, chatting with uh, chatbots. And that was interesting, and it just, it's all organic conversations, really, and it's good to deviate, and to just go on, I mean, it's about relying on chemistry with, with a friend that makes things happen, you know?
0: And I understand that, so what got you guys started in that, and what just gave you the idea of, okay, let's broadcast our conversation. You know, was it was it a process you guys talked about for a while, or just kind of let's just let's just do it? I mean, were you ever looking to, were you looking to be a podcaster?
1: No, it was for spontaneous because we thought it'd be fun. Because like, you know, we'd have really good conversations, and we just like entertaining each other and other people around us, and we just I think we just enjoyed expressing our minds, and that it is a very um valuable but underappreciated thing for when you really get along with somebody and you can have these nice hours the conversation that lasts for hours and you're just fulfilled. It is it is really precious. And that, you know, I'm I'm really lucky that I have people in my life that I can do that with. And so it's kinda like just shoving out with the world and, and thinking like, you know, it's great if you like it and it's okay if you don't. As long as we like it, that's all that matters.
0: <laughs> and, and that is true. And like I said, I mean, I, I never thought in my wildest dreams that you'd be a podcaster. I never thought I'd be a podcaster either. But <laughs> I don't consider I don't consider myself a podcaster at all. I just do this, just like you. I do this just to have just decent conversation. Um, I've said it ad nauseum. I write down all these things and ideas that I want to do. And the moment I hit record, I forget everything, and I just start rambling and talking. And oddly enough, it works out. So um, well, there you go. Weirdest thing. How many years have you and Jeff been doing this?
1: Uh, well over ten.
0: Ten years.
1: Yep. Yeah. Kind of weird to think about that. You know, it's like jeez, but it's yeah, it's fun. Like unfortunately i think we've lost a lot of episodes but in a way it makes each episode a little bit more precious because you know like like podcasts and music are so are so ephemeral and that i do hope that it encourages people to be more mindful and thinking and more appreciative of the fleeting nature of life
0: i never thought of it that way because um, you've been doing it for 10 years And the moment you told me that off cam, um, I just wanted, I wanted to go back and hear all these shows. Um, But like you said, I mean, some of them were kind of lost in translation a little bit. And what you said, I mean, yes, it, it is, it should be cherished. A conversation should be cherished because we don't have conversation anymore. You know, society doesn't have conversation anymore. It has been whittled down to text messages. Um, and Um, Snapchat and FaceTime and stuff like that, all these crazy kids in their fancy iPods do. And, uh, you know, we, we really lost the plot. And once again, it's not me complaining, you know, because times change. That's just the way it is. You know, we evolve or we just stand out of the way. So I can't, you know, once again, wag my finger at this generation and go, you guys should be talking more because once again, this is a particular thing that we did in our generation, but things have just evolved. So the way... And, of the,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was saying, like, it's, we should lose perspective because if we were 13, we'd probably be doing the same exact thing as they are.
0: Yes, and you're and you're absolutely right. So now I believe more or less that podcasting is just now the way it used to be back then, just two friends on a phone having a conversation. And it's really interesting because of all the podcasts that are out there, all the millions of podcasts that are out there, this little bitty show is listened to (laughs) by everybody, you know. I look at my stats and from Italy to Germany to the UK to Canada, people listen to my little bitty voice in this humongous world just having a conversation. and. You know, now that you said that particular phrase, I think a podcast more is just about a conversation between two or more friends, and it's really bizarre that everything's kind of coming full circle in that aspect, so.
1: Well, you're, you're a genuine person, and then I think that's something that people gravitate towards. Uh, again, like you're saying, when you have these, you know, people who are just, spend their whole life being an influencer, carefully Everything they do, everything they say, you know, there's a lot to be said by people who just can let all that go and be their authentic self and let the world drink it in if they want.
0: And I understand that fully. Um, So what do you believe the future of cereal and beer is going to be?
1: Or have you put any thought into it? That's that's something that uh, I don't think about because it just seems like just a part of my life. That's like this is just what I do, and it's like it's just part of the routine and just something to look forward to. It's one of the things that I I just have in my life and that I don't I don't have a specific plan for it because it's not intended to be a money making scheme or to make me famous. It's just there for our purposes, our, our you know, self-interested purposes, and that's good enough for me.
0: And I like that. Um, I've told my listeners before in my past shows that it was never my intention to do podcasting. I just stumbled upon it by accident, and I've been doing it four years later. Um, I've only cranked out 350 episodes out of four years. It's not really a lot. Um, but... I never wanted to do it to make money, never want to do it to be famous. I just did it because. Because I've always told for so many years, I have a face for radio, so I try to use that as much <laughs> as humanly possible, zing, and, <laughs> and when you have something to say, you say it. Uh, my mom has always told me that you have a voice, and use that voice as much as, you, as, much as humanly possible. Um, between my stammers and stutters I've had for, for tons and tons of years, I never thought that I'd be talking in front of a microphone. So it has been a blessing in disguise, and I'm glad that you, know, you my friend, had, you know, is doing the exact same thing, and I never knew. So it's, it's, it's a great thing also, and I've encouraged so many people out there within the sound of my voice to do a podcast. You know, buy a cheapy microphone or use a microphone through your laptop. Um, You know, spend a couple of bucks, you know, for a website and just talk. Talk about whatever you want. Don't be the next Joe Rogan. Don't be whatever popular podcaster there is out there. Just speak, whether it be for two minutes, two hours, two days. Just be heard. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. You'll find your people. You, when you put something into it, you know, it's it's a self rewarding thing. You know, if you have your intentions right and you do it because you want it, not because you know you're gonna get Instagram famous or something, then it'll be all right.
0: No, I, I never thought about being Instagram famous or anything or uh, selling my feet pics on o- on OnlyFans or anything. Um, but uh,
1: <laughs> not, not that you're above it. <laughs>
0: No, I would probably make change. I wouldn't I wouldn't really make any dollars or anything. I would make change, you know. And, you know, people look at that and go, "Dude, that chick's feet is weird." You know? I'm like,
1: you never know, man."
0: I don't want to be I don't want that to be my legacy. I don't want to, you, know, you know, granddad, how'd you make your millions? Oh, I sold my feet. You know, it's you know, you know, like you know, I mean, you know, like your mom sold her boobs, but I sold my feet. They gave me more money, which is kind of weird. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: maybe I'm just weird, but I'd be like, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Of course, I bought this house to big pictures. <laughs> it's <Will> it work.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Would work? No, hard work. No. <laughs> And, I, you know, I mentioned this before, um, I don't get it. And once again, it's not for me to get um, uh, OnlyFans. For example, you know, if, and with the disclaimer, which of course in this society now you have to add in disclaimers, you don't want to be canceled or anything. But as much as I don't understand it, you know, people who make money um, off of it, it's so be it, it's whatever you wish. You know, do what you want to with your sheep, leave me and my sheep alone. But I just don't understand the fact that, and from my perspective, it doesn't take much talent to show off a body part and have somebody pay to see it versus going on Google and getting it for free. That has always (laughs) boggled my mind for the longest time.
1: Well, allow me to present an argument for that For you see It's about the niche. If you want somebody to cater to your clownfish, I'm sure there's somebody for you. If you, you know, you want somebody that's like from South Africa, that's also part German, and was raised in the Philippines, I'm sure there's somebody there for you. So it's like kind of catering to, you know, your very specific thing that you want.
0: Fair enough. So my counter argument to that, and this is tremendous, I'm enjoying this already. My, my 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 counter argument is it doesn't take that much skill. Of course, you know you can spend the money and buy different kind of lighting and and whatnot, but it doesn't take much skill to broadcast something that will eventually lose its interest. You know, I mean, you know, you know, if you're if you're a young female showing off her wares you know, for X amount of dollars per per month or per week or whatnot, wouldn't you lose your value to the rest of society, to a potential mate, to a respected friend, you know, showing off your wares because you've already shown off the goods. So that would make a relationship more challenging knowing that everybody has seen what you are now worked so hard to see. And as you get older, that would be your legacy. That would be, you know, your style of making fast money with long-term problems.
1: Well, I mean, that's a way to look at it. Also, the other way to look at it is that if you can profit from it now, would you be a fool to not take advantage and then just lose out for the future? And, yeah. It's, and also, like, you know, it's about um, kind of... It, to me it's like being a, like any sort of like uh, personal entertainment. You gotta keep it fresh, you gotta keep it going. You know, think of your, your favorite actors and singers that have lasted a long time because either A they had an amazing formula or B they were able to adapt with, with uh, the times. And so somebody that's you know, on OnlyFans will have to either choose either way if they want longevity in their career. And some people are just okay with that kind of legacy. That yeah, people saw me naked, and I made my money, and I I had fun doing it. So that's good enough. Hmm. And
0: I can understand that too. And then once again, just just like one more counter, one more counterpoint to that is, don't you don't you figure? And yes, you are correct. You know, you can make your fast money, but it does come with slow problems on top of that. Because if you think someone who's attractive. You know, we'll make X amount of dollars per week per month. Mm-hmm. What else do they have to offer? What else do they have to fall back on? Whether it be education, whether it be work experience. I'm thinking of the long term. Because yes, yeah. you know, I mean, yes, you know, we we humans are fickle and we will run to the new thing. We will pay to see the new thing, even though mm-hmm. there's so many other things out there that we really don't have to pay money for. So once we do mm-hmm. that, and then once the newness, the new car smell wears off, where does that leave you the, the presenter of, you know, of the wares? You know, wouldn't you say, okay, well, they, they're not looking at this anymore. My funds are slowing down. My interest is lowering. And there's only so much that you can present to keep your value up. So wouldn't it be easier to, you know, to have a more long-term job versus, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, versus short term, not, I don't want to say success, because showing off a body is not really success, it's what you were born with, you know, so there isn't really any value towards that, in my opinion.
1: Well, it kind of depends on the game plan of the individual, and that smarter people realize that what you're doing is a means to an end, and it's a stepping stone, not the final destination, and so... Garning all the money that you made from, you know, showing off your body or whatever. If you turn that into a franchise, let's say, like you start doing endorsement deals, or you use that to pay for your education, or to make investments, then it's a very smart deal. Versus those that are only solely focused on the glitz and glamour of the present moment, they would be doomed to fail. They'll be the ones that'll have you know be a flash in the pan and just may end up worse in the first place than uh, because they didn't use their money smart and they just kind of ended up in obscurity with no backup plan, nothing else in their lives to get them through.
0: It's interesting because I I I would imagine that most, and once again, forgive my ignorance out there for people who are screaming at my podcast right now, uh, I figure a good portion of them haven't really delved into it as far as the long term you know, just like you said, they're just in it, you know, for the short term to get out and stuff like that. And of course that could be means for, you know, for something else that could be means for other ways to to showcase themselves. Um, But I guess it's just my generational brain going off because I'd rather have a a long-term job, which much more security than just a temporary, just a temporary, Hey, here's my feet. Here's my body. Here's my, you know, glory hole. And, uh,
1: <laughs> you
0: know, I have my fast money, but that's pretty much it. You know, what else do you have to show for it? But once again, that's, you know, that's just my opinion as far as that goes.
1: Right. I mean, I think it's, in means who ends, it's, it's all kind of like, I can say with a lot of things. Like, let's say, for example, like a drug dealer can make a lot of money quick, but the risks are super high. If you're only gonna do that, you're probably gonna get in trouble. You're probably gonna lose everything. You know? Or like being a, you know, a stripper, you know, you can make quick money. But then what you know, there's gonna be you know, other people are way you know, that are younger and stronger and healthier. And so you gotta have that you get, it's all about having foresight, basically.
0: And do you do you believe, you know, in in your mind, do you believe that a general, you know, I mean, a healthy bunch of people that choose to go this avenue, do you believe they have long term plans or do you figure it's just something quick to do, whether it be quick money or whether I don't want to work or I want to be my own entrepreneur, something of that nature? I mean, I, I mean, do you feel most of them see it as just short term?
1: Uh, In my experience, it is a little bit more of the short-term thinking. It's like, okay, I'm comfortable now, and that's good enough. And, like, you know, tomorrow is just an abstraction. In a way, they kind of are right. Tomorrow is not a promise. Anything can happen. At the same time, I like security. And so, you know, I find that I don't... It's the minority of people that have that, you know, forward-thinking mindset of what next and not just you know this is good that's going to be extremely important that you know basically does seem to be an indicator of stability and growth.
0: And, and yes and I guess it was a way of just higher raised also you know I want I to know. say um, because once again no slight on people who choose to do this you know because just because I don't do it doesn't mean it's wrong or anything of the sort. It's just that I really don't see, I don't understand it. I don't see the long-term benefits of it because once again, I was raised to have a long-term plan because you never know right. when something will happen. It only takes a couple seconds and your whole world will, mm-hmm. your whole world, will be torn apart and you have nothing to fall back on. You know, only just mm-hmm. a temporary 500 bucks or 200 bucks you made. So mm-hmm. I'm all about the long-term. So for that particular thing... Right. And once again, I could be wrong because I've never indulged in it, and I just don't see the point in it. But that's just me. Why? I because once again, I'm looking for the long term. If you have nothing set for the long term, all you're doing is you're spinning your wheels, and to me, that's not a really a good way to
1: live. Yeah, I mean, but some people are just that's that's all there is to their mindset, and there is nothing else. And in a way. I, like, it's an alien mindset to me. But sometimes it's just that's just it for them, and just like okay, that's that's fine. And you know, doing what you do every day, and that's good enough. I wonder what it's like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, I mean, uh, maybe one day, Kevin, you and I will uh, build an OnlyFans uh, account, and we sell F- our oh, feet yeah. picks. Oh uh... yeah. that's
1: right. You gotta guess whose feet is whose.
0: <laughs> I'll be mean, ten dollars a month and uh, we shall split the profits five dollars because that's all we'll get uh, so all we'll get is five bucks
1: uh, Excellent. <laughs>
0: but um but did you have any topics in mind uh you know I mean I mean as we're at the, the midway point uh mm. in this show
1: yeah well the spontaneous topic is if you hmm you know, sometimes when I think about music and when I listen to lyrics, I'm like, huh, this is not a... This is a very interesting message. Like, um, remember that song, "Heya" was really popular by Andre 3000? Yes. And, you know, it's the song is about being stuck in a, a, a loveless relationship. You really get it. You know, so is there anything... Like a piece of entertainment or art world, where you feel like people completely missed the point of it.
0: Oh yes, Um, (laughs) that's funny. When you we brought up that song, I listened to the lyrics, and yes, um, it's about painful relationships, painful divorce, the kids, and stuff like that. And you watch the music video, and it's so cheerful, and it's so happy, and everybody's dancing around and everything, and. Uh, another song like that, my friend introduced me to the song sung by the Weekend." Um, I was never a fan of the Weeknd, because I never really, I really never really knew his songs. Okay. And then I heard one of his songs. Uh, Forgive me, I don't know this, I don't know the title. One of his more popular songs, and he's singing about his drug addiction. But once <clears> again, <throat> it's really upbeat and very lively, and he's singing about something depressing. You know, so I, I definitely found that uh, interesting as well um, there are a couple other songs that, forgive me, that just skips my mind at the moment just very happy-go-lucky songs but it's about really, really painful ones um, what other ones have you heard about or have you listened to?
1: Hmm. usually when it comes to this type of topic I think about um, for some reason books like People completely miss the point of The Great Gatsby. Because when they have, oh, The Great Gatsby parties about people dressing up in the 20s, like, that's completely not the point of The Great Gatsby. <laughs> it's about, you know, the emptiness of, of rich people. Excuse me. Or, um, another one I find interesting is, um, people completely miss the point of, um, Romeo and Juliet. Because that's a story of teenagers being stupid. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, but people, people have to completely get the wrong message. It's like, it's like, did you even read it or you know, study it at all?
0: Or, or, or the basic um, was not really a song, but, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, podcast editing, podcasting etiquette. Um, you know, um, a really good one um, The Joker and Harley Quinn. <laughs> you know, you had a whole lot of teenagers, young adults. Um, saying, I want that kind of relationship that they do, because the Joker loves <laughs> us so much. And I look at the people, I'm like, really? You're an idiot. <laughs> you know, the Joker was abusive, tried to kill her on more than one occasion, sold her down the river so many times, you know, for, you know, for self-preservation. And you want a relationship like that because they look good in pictures? I'm like, come on, people. Come on. You know, critical thinking here. Just <laughs> yeah, use your brain.
1: Yeah, or they actually never read the comic. I think that's also a thing. Then people only have that kind of one image in their head, and they never got anything deeper than that. They never tried to look at the lore and see the bigger picture of it all. Well,
0: yes. Yeah, so actually, one song came to mind. Um, have you heard the group uh, called Filter? Yes. Yes, the song "Hey Man, Nice Shot." Now, have you remember? Oh, do you yeah. remember that song? Oh yeah. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to butcher the explanation a little bit because it's been such a long time ago. Um, I believe a politician, I could be wrong, a politician or a lawyer was in a press conference and he pulled out a gun and shot himself in front of everybody. And that's, yep. that's where Filter got the song from, Hey, man, nice shot. And the basis of the song was, you know, hey, I wish I would have met you. hmm <laughs> you know and he goes in this big long tirade on the song about how i wish we would met, met this guy and learned all about him and everything before he killed himself <clears throat> and the song itself has a tremendous beat tremendous lyrics but mm-hmm. everyone is missing the point of the song and so i kind of chuckle at that because that's one of those songs that people think it means one thing but it's totally something else
1: mm-hmm. yeah you should, you should, have you ever seen the music video Yes, I have. Oh, man, yeah. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh,
0: back then, you know, you know music videos were the rage. Meant <clears throat> for the millennials out there, it was called MTV, and they had music videos the whole time, not really reality shows. I digress. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was weird. I mean, you know, the um, heavy metal group Ministry sang the song Just One Fix. It was a heavy metal song but it was about heroin use, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like that, you know, like Marilyn Manson. The list goes on and on and on about songs that have really good beat, really good tempo that everybody to dance to, but they don't pay attention to the lyrics. It's the same thing with books, just like you said, and the same thing with movies.
1: You know, what, yeah, it's, they it just, it's, I find it fascinating when I meet people that are really good critiques of entertainment because i've heard too many people who just take things at face value that's it it's like oh critics don't know what they're talking about like these are people that watch movies or listen to music for a living so they've been exposed to so much and they probably have a lot of id idea- like education on the like the theory and how you make it so they're coming out from an extremely different point of view and it is one thing to just say I like it or I don't like it that's fine that's fine but these people are coming at it from a very different angle to be able to critique it in a very different way as well it's kind of like food you could be like this is good but then if you could think about you know is it the the textures right or the, how the flavors mix together that's a completely different level of appreciation
0: and for that I grew with wholehearted whole Because my, my, my palate for food At my horrible horrible old age Is uh, Graduated from burgers and fries To maybe lasagna and fries But yes I, I definitely understand I definitely understand that mm.
1: A fry lasagna you say mm.
0: That actually sounds really good That sounds it really kinda good It
1: does. kind of does We need to do some cooking man
0: dangerous kevin very very dangerous
1: hey, one, one time i made um i called poor man's poutine which is basically um mac and cheese with gravy
0: <laughs> now for those of you who do not know what poutine is
1: <laughs> it's poor man's poutine
0: it's fries smothered in gravy and cheese and chives and seasoning it is a tremendous thing. Anyone can make it. But yes, poor man's poutine, macaroni and cheese and gravy, I've done that before. I've been broke before, oh, yeah. so I know how that is. That is tremendous. There
1: you go. <laughs> All right, guys, try it. Next time you go to your favorite fried chicken place or, or you know, some other place, check it out.
0: <laughs> now, as this show comes to a close, that is so awesome, by the way. Uh, as the show comes to a close, uh, we thank everyone once again for listening to the uh, Walker AC experience, along with my coughing as well, because <clears throat> it's always wonderful coughing into a microphone. Um, when, when, when is the next episode of cereal and Beer Dropping, or have you guys are still working on that? Uh,
1: well, we're just going to find time in the next month of uh, May, and uh, we'll just make it happen.
0: Yeah, see, it's always spontaneous. I love that. Um, so, with the Walker AC experience, I always try to end the show on a positive note or just something sarcastic and silly. Um, what do you have for our listeners out there?
1: Um, I like to think that when um, when you're looking at a, a, a pet, they're looking back at you, and you'll never know if they're judging you or not, and they never then they don't know if you're judging them or not. So it's because we're stalemate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or what's really funny is uh, when a dog is pooping, he look he's looking directly at you. He's uh, making sure you're protecting him. So go figure.
1: Right. Or like if you have my dog, he'll just like spin around and poop at the same time. So I don't know what that's all about.
0: <laughs> you see, you see, if a dog does it, it's cute. If I do it, it's wrong. I mean, it's, go figure it's, it's
1: whatever. Maybe the dog thinks it's cute. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, see, so now, Kevin, you know, since, you know, um, since you're back to the podcasting world, I'm going to most likely have you back on my show again. But I'm not going to steal you from your podcast itself because I do recommend everyone within the sound of my voice to go to, um, you know, go to uh, Spotify and, and please look up cereal and beer. Um, it's a great episode um, the past episodes are wonderful also, yeah, I mean, it's very topical and it's very fun. It's a very easy listen. And, um, for those people who have not seen your seen or or, 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 saw your show yet, um, what, what is the header of your show? Um, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to mess it up. It's like, you're going to either have three opinions on this show.
1: Yeah. You're going to like it, hate it. or think it's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. It's the most simplistic thing, and it works. It works. I
1: stole it. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> I stole it from the great, late uh, Mitch Hedberg.
0: Oh, that guy's a genius. Yes. <laughs> Now, now, here's one for his little food for thought for you, which hopefully I won't get in trouble for, but um, the, 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 the beginning of every single episode of The Walk Race the Experience, you hear the little train noise and then you hear Ric Flair talking, Ric Flair the wrestler talking. Um, I borrowed that from a show, um, from, from, from the old show based off of Canada called The Law. And they do wrestling topics and sports topics. And they did in the very beginning. Um, it was a show called Bauer and Pollock. Uh, John Pollock, he, he, I mean, he does a whole lot of good podcasting out there. I recommend listening to some of his stuff. Also, Court Bauer, um, he's a president, uh, the owner of uh, Major League Wrestling (MLW). So look that up too, oh. Kevin. They're really, really good. And they used to do a show all the time. And the opening of the show, I stole from them. <laughs> it. Uh, Definitely sets the tone. Please don't come after me, folks. It's okay. Statue of limitations. Uh, But it's wonderful. So, yes. friends. now you took a peek behind the curtain from the Walker AC experience. And as we get ready to say goodbye, Kevin Kevin said his piece. I'll say mine. I thank everyone for listening to the show. Like I said, ad nauseum. As our uh, memories get longer, our life gets shorter. uh, What is your purpose here on this planet? Uh, how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as a good person, a decent person, a perfect person? I would like to be remembered as a good person. Not perfect, not shitty. I'm a schmuck, but I'm a good person. And without you, there is no us in this vast world of podcasters. I'm very honored. I'm very glad that you have chosen to listen to the Walker AC Experience, subscribed, liked, Everything else, twenty-two different platforms. Email us at O1Yahoo.com. I'll respond to all your emails and be part of our show. Be part of our show because uh, this podcast is about you and your voice. That was a mouthful, and I'm glad you stuck around to hear me say all that, Kevin. I appreciate that.
1: Anytime, man. Anytime.
0: And as we sign off, we thank you so much. This has been the Walker AC Experience. I have been Adrian. You have been my friends, my family, my loved ones, people who like listening to this show, people who still hate me. It's okay. You're still listening. Nanny, Nanny, (laughs) Boo, (laughs) Boo. Until next time, everyone, sign off for us, Kevin.
1: Good night and good luck. (laughs)